Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday. It is November 26th, and it is time for 10 dozen minutes of post-Thanksgiving hangovers with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and we're about to call Jake right now. Um, like this, actually. Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Why, hello. You sound lovely this evening. No, I am lovely this evening. Oh, this and every evening. What do you look like? Uh, What am I wearing? Uh, No. It's wintertime, so I'm wearing all the clothes. Every single one of them? Yeah, just emptied the dresser and put on everything I could find. Got cold You know what happened to me uh, just 20 minutes ago is I biked home from the office wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Hmm. And and it, it was probably a short and a t shirt. I wish that I had had maybe a, a pant on, like a like yeah. a light, you know, a, a summer pant. Yeah, you're not really a, a shorts guy that I know of you these days. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't feel like I've seen you in shorts a whole lot. Well, that's because I you only tend to see me in the winter time, right? But well, over con, I feel like I didn't see you in shorts. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I was wearing... I mean, you saw me in a suit. You saw me in a dapper... A dapper, dapper suit. Yep, I saw you being a dapper Dan man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think when I... When I am going to be around a bunch of people, I will wear a, a, a pant. Right. You know, like a light a, like a light summer pant. Yeah. I pant. would say that I'd probably wear shorts 70% of the time. Though. Huh. It goes so much better with the flip-flops, you know? Like, I want to look like a total fucking asshole. Well, I guess there there are limited sartorial options for dudes. And uh, as far as shorts go, the only culturally acceptable ones really are the cargo shorts. And then you got your button-down shirt, and that's about it. Yeah, that is I, the uniform. Uh, I do I, like I guess the you could wear shorts, although I think it seems like that horrible plaid, like, golf shorts thing seems to be what's what's in with the bros these days. Yeah, I will not wear the fucking plaid shorts. Yeah, I will also not wear any of those. I uh, my my ex-wife bought me a pair of shorts that was just like a like a solid color just pair of shorts and I I just you know, I wasn't like, "Oh, fuck you for buying me some clothes." But I was just like, "I I I hate myself when I wear okay. these." And I don't know why. Like, why what is it about just a plain like it's it, it's like it's a pair of dress pants that are have been turned into shorts and i feel the same way about non-cargo shorts like non-earth tone cargo shorts uh-huh. uh that that i would about like ratty ass cut off jeans i would have like for a while i wore jean shorts but apparently those are just a crime against humanity now yeah what are you sturgis from mc frontalot's band I think he's. I think he wears those ironically. Yeah. No. I like. For years, they were a fine thing for people to wear on their bodies until it was like, oh my god, you're not wearing jorts, are you? They're like, oh my god, you didn't just say jort, did you? Do you dislike jorts because uh, because uh, that it, it sounds like shart, or uh, because it appeared in a three-word phrase comic, and so you had to just hate it from there on out? I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, most words that are just randomly jamming two words together that don't need to be. 
So like a like a portmanteau, like a scort. You're not a fan of the word scort. Yeah. I'm not a fan of scorts anyway because they're a tease. Like, yeah. Look, if girl you're gonna wears wear a scort, there's no way I'm gonna be scorting anything in her face. Yeah. What? I think you're. No. No. I screwed something up. Uh, I, I, I sorry. I, I I get all my zingers from Chris Brown these days. <laughs> Sharding in, uh, sharding right on a, directly on the retina. My mom had to shard on your retina. Yeah, that, um, okay. That was, uh, that's why the sequel to Mama Said Knock You Out never really took off. Yeah, it was a really weird meter. Yeah. Mama Said Shard Your Retina. Maybe. It, it was oddly specific. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, well, how would you even, you'd have to, like, poke a hole in the eye. Yeah, you know, you're getting like inside the eye. Something tells me that uh, Chris Brown is not all that knowledgeable about the way that eyes are, are <laughs> about constructed. Yeah, yeah Chris, Chris Brown is not a good ophthalmologist. He just uses yeah. his fists. But you know, nah, we don't we don't have to touch on that too much. But the only thing more annoying than Chris Brown is the people who are constantly talking shit at him on Twitter. Because why? I, uh, so that article that was linked to about it, I, I think I I shared the same rage that you did about I, so it's not art like I'm not going to give that thing the, the dignity of calling it an article. It was a blog post, and it was a blog post that was it it was intelligent enough, yeah, in its in its sentiment and content. But Jesus Christ, what is wrong with somebody who does something like that to language? Well, this is big. a so this blog. What did it? What did it have in it? It had it had, damn, as a D A M B to yeah. to indicate. I think maybe a a different way of of sort of pronouncing it, and Tom about T A L M B O U T as talking about. Yeah, they're like that's what I'm talking about. It was definitely a like rendering of vernacular, like trying to render a dialect. But I don't understand why you would need it makes, to. Yeah, it makes dialect. it difficult to like. I would not, and I and I don't think that this is like a race or anti-ebonics thing. I think that this is. I am as unlikely to take an article seriously that is written with that kind of language in print as I am an article that is totally cogent and intelligent, but then has lols inserted into it every once in a while, or. Right. Or, or gonna, G-O-N-N-A, right? Mm-hmm. That is not something that I would place into persuasive written rhetoric. I wouldn't put that in a formal document, I guess, yeah. But then that's a question. So was this woman's blog post meant to be a formal piece of persuasive rhetoric, or is it okay to try to convince somebody of something informally? And I mean, it certainly is. Yeah, I, I think we could say that this was more of a conversational piece but it was still just kind of meh I mean so there's the, she, she draws this point it's like uh, why is it that everybody hates Chris Brown for beating his, beating up his girlfriend I think it's because he's black and I did a little bit of research because she brings the point that like well John Lennon supposedly beat his wife but Ike Turner you talk, when you talk about him it's only in the context of him beating up his wife and I, and I like well, so 
I don't think John Lennon ever got arrested for beating up Yoko Ono, and Yoko Ono never said that John Lennon beat her up. Okay. Is one thing. And I guess there was a time when you knew Ike Turner as a performer, but I never did. Yeah, his body of work has not really survived. When I think of Tina Turner, I think of, you know, Tina Turner, as opposed to, like, you know, whereas, like, Cher, I think of there being two Cher's. I think that there were being Sonny and Cher, Cher, and then Cher, Cher. But with Tina Turner, I guess because I wasn't alive when she was doing stuff with that guy who beat her. Yeah, it's kind of weird to, like, well, why why does anybody watch anything with Sean Connery in it? He he slapped a woman a couple of times. Like, yeah. I mean, it happened before I was alive. It is a product of another era, really. He didn't go around for two years afterward both, like, like copping an attitude about God, I said I'm sorry for what the fuck, you guys. It's like a slap in the face how you keep bringing this up. And there weren't pictures of his wife all beat the fuck up on TV. Like, Chris Brown's crime is taking a woman that most sensible dudes want to bone, like, and a, a tiny defenseless woman, and beating the fuck out of her and having pictures of it online. Let's let's not bring let, let's so so let's not bring sexism into it in from that direction. Okay. Let's bring sexism into it from direction. this direction. It is a woman that most most red blooded men want to protect. Okay. Right. You want to protect this so that it is in good shape so you can fuck it later. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I would argue that even if. If John Lennon had done the same things to Yoko Ono as Chris Brown had to Rihanna, people would probably be less less inclined to focus on that because of two things. One, John Lennon has... I'm going to go out on a limb and say a more important musical legacy than Chris Brown. Who knows? Who knows? And this limb, this limb is this limb is essentially larger than the trunks of most trees, but still... You know, it's not it's not a guarantee. Right. The other thing is, uh, people like Rihanna. People didn't like Yoko Ono. <laughs> so there, uh, there are a lot Tina, of factors. People like Tina Turner. People didn't like whoever the girl is that Sean Connery slapped. So there are a lot of factors at work here, and hardly any of them are homies black. I mean, I th- there is there is undoubtedly some of that, right? Because sure. you, you can't. It's it's. This is not a this is not a defense, just an acknowledgement of a depressing fact. There is some of that built in, hmm. like whether whether it's cultural or 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 biological, it is nevertheless a thing that is there that needs needs effort to overcome. And most people are, you know, most people are lazy, and don't want to go to that effort. Especially black people. Mm-hmm. Lazy. Just a, a lazy race. Yeah, yeah. Poor impulse control. Mm. What are you gonna do? Employ them, I say. Yeah, I'd say uh, give them a fair and equitable wage. Um. So yeah, you know one thing that I realized about uh, hearing about something happening on Twitter and then trying to figure out or reconstruct what happened on Twitter. 
is that it is nearly impossible to reconstruct anything that happens in that howling ass chaos. Yeah, even when they just take a screenshot of the entire conversation, it's backwards, and the things that are quoted are always appended to the next one, and yeah, you know, nonsense. I, you know, I, so the other day, I, no, the other day, some number of days ago, I'm not sure how many days ago, uh, somebody that I follow on Twitter posted a link to an article that I read, and it was like, all right, whatever. And then today, I was listening to a podcast, and I was like, oh, I should tell the host of this podcast about this article that I think he might be interested in. So I went to find it, and it was much harder than it should have been. Right. Right, because... Like, I was like, oh, well, I'll just read this guy's... I'll just go to this guy's actual Twitter page and scroll back through his... Uh, what is the timeline is what they call that now? <laughs> and and try to find the article. But you can't. That doesn't work. So then I search. I just Googled something and f- made my way to a page on Twitter where I could click two or three of the things that made some shitload in line and found it. See, this is why you should just bookmark everything. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna invent a I'm gonna invent a Chrome extension that just bookmarks every page that you visit. Oh yeah, you should do that, and it should add them all into a toolbar up up top that just expands. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna call it history. Yeah, and if you visit multiple sites or the same site multiple times, it should have a different button for each visit. No, it just makes new copies of it. Yeah, slightly different colors. Yeah. We're going to be... You're a genius of web design. Man, am I? Or not? Yes, is the answer. Riff told me about a television show yesterday that uh, is pretty good. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, it it is called Snuffbox. Um, I guess there there were only... Like, it went for one uh, series. It was one series. Do... 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 uh, British do British people refer to a television series as a season? I believe they're series. Series is. But a season is a series, but is a series a season? The new Doctor Who uses season exclusively, but the old ones were all in series. And I think a series can have a pause in the middle of it and pick up again. What what sucks is that the old ones, which were all in series, if any one of them burned out, the, all of the rest of them went out, and then you couldn't tell which one had a problem. Yeah, it's terrible. That's why there's so many missing older episodes of, of Doctor Who. Because when you lose one, you lose the rest in the series. Yeah. It's the Christmas lights of television. Yeah. It's a good thing that Christmas lights exist and work like that, otherwise nobody would know what lights in a series were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, the show's called Snuffbox. And uh, it's pretty good. It's got the uh, it's got Matt Barry, who is I think his name is Matt Barry, who was the was the doctor who overdubbed his own lines in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Uh-huh. Uh, and he plays a hang a hangman, um, but it, but a modern hangman. It's 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 like Blackadder meets. Tim and Eric awesome show good job so it's a show that I liked in small doses meets something I can't get more than two minutes into yeah okay 
So <laughs> it, maybe it, I'll it, give it, it a shot. Blackadder was pretty I, good. I, I like. I don't know if this makes me like a bad nerd or a a bad student of humor or a bad consumer of culture, but Blackadder bores me to fucking tears. Oh, I found him I, pretty funny. I cannot understand. There are definitely funny things that happen in Blackadder, but they happen with extremely large amounts of time between them. And I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just used to these these modern like quick cut here there here there here there ADD st- uh, styles of show. You know, with the quick cuts like the blipverts. Uh huh. Do you remember the blipverts from Max Headroom? Maybe. <laughs> That was a, that was what was causing all the problems. That was what Max. Uh, that was what the journalist uh, whose name I don't remember, whose character's name I don't remember, but you know Matt Matt Frewer, right. good old Matt Frewer, the journalist. He was investigating. Uh, he was investigating people exploding from watching uh, commercials. There were blipverts because they were super high speed subliminal commercials. So they they uh, proposed a dystopian future in which the commercials on television shows just had a huge amount of additional information and advertising pumped into them as opposed to the future we got where everything is commercials. Right. And it's like 90 minutes of commercial and 30 seconds of show. Or just the commercials being integrated seamlessly into the entertainment. Nobody saw that. Man, you know what would have been insidious is if the blipverts portrayed on the Max Headroom show were actually high-speed advertisements for things. Wow. That was that was really cyberpunk. Yeah. For them to actually create for the sake of a cyberpunk future, the dystopian cyberpunk future they were portraying. Wow. So now they're going to bring Max Headroom back and it's going to seem incredibly topical? Man, I wish that Max Headroom was back. I don't know who who is our modern Matt Frewer. I would say Matt Frewer is our modern Matt Frewer. <laughs> He's the very model of a modern Matt Frewer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, maybe Sam Rockwell could be the new Matt Frewer. Or Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Okay. He All right. The... A Max Headroom. A Matthew Matthew Lillard Headroom. Yes. Hmm. Ah, you know what? That's pretty good. I I have a dream, Mr. Skullhead. I have a dream of a Max Headroom Halloween costume. Huh. Uh, but I, but there are a number of things. Uh, there are a number of things I think that are going to prevent me from achieving this dream. One is that I I don't know that there exists anymore a uh, a tube television. That I could destroy and place on my shoulders. Uh, I'm sure okay. a Goodwill could hook you up with one pretty quickly and easily. You think? Yeah, I don't know. man. I think, good, they, the I think they just is... hurl those things into the into the sun at this point. No, the Goodwill is where you go for. I mean, you can still get a tape deck at a, at a Goodwill. You can still I, get an eight track player at a Goodwill. Mister Scullin, I use a I use a cassette player every day. What are you trying to say? Uh, you're old. I was uh, 
I, I was I was making a bunch of uh, jokes about. So I went to I went to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving again. Uh. Uh, in a in a sort of a we we left on Wednesday. We did not finalize our plans. We did not decide to go to Las Vegas until Tuesday. I think. Um, but I went up there with my girlfriend and my mom. Booked uh, one room for each of us. Ha <laughs> ha! That didn't work really. Uh-huh. But I, what I was trying to do was the. This is my wife and my sister. Her name is Clarine. Clarine, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were th- uh, you were, you were saying like there goes my wife, the love of my life. May they never meet. Okay, so that's the that's the that's the talking. That's the audience expects two, but it no audience expects one, but it's two. Right. The other, you know, mine mine was the audience expects two, but it's one. And also, her name is Clarine. Clarine. That's a, that's a pretty good name for a, for a hillbilly that's, lady. That's very Hunger Games. <laughs> yep. It's like take a uh, thing that's I, almost a name, and I hope she's not born a mutton. Yeah. No, anyway. Laugh. Uh, yeah, so we went to Vegas and, and went to the. Uh, I had a uh, man. I got, I got, uh, I got my hackles up. I got a, a bad taste in my mouth. We got to the the win where we stayed uh, because it is a, it is a very fancy hotel with extremely reasonable rates on rooms. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I, you know, I like it. And that's where we stayed last year. And we went to their Thanksgiving buffet. Had a Thanksgiving dinner. Couldn't be beat. Didn't go back around there until the next year. And when we went, uh, I we got there. We drove. Uh, we drove up. We, we uh, checked into the room, and I thought I am going to gamble some money at a game of chance in this mm. Las Vegas casino. And I uh, realized, oh fuck, I forgot to bring any cash with me. And I uh, <clears throat> went up to the ATM, and the ATM in the casino charged. A fee of three dollars and ninety-five cents plus four percent of the withdrawal. Wow. And I thought of you, and I thought, you know, this is one of those things that under normal circumstances, a little a little fee, a little bit of uh, a little bit of what would be one man's nickel and diming and, and would be my like eh, whatever. It's the it's the cost of access to this convenience. I thought I am the Mr. Skullhead in this situation. It's like I don't really get pissed off that they charge twenty five bucks for me to check a bag sure. on the airlines because they're putting me in a fucking magic missile that can get around the world in twelve hours, right? So they can charge whatever the fuck they want for that. Getting access to my bank account, even though I'm not at my bank, it's midnight, you know, is is a is a convenience that I'm willing to pay a fee for. But holy shit, did I bristle and conclude then and there that I would not be gambling at this establishment? And I and I stuck to it. I that, which kind of sucked. I didn't I didn't get to do any gambling at the hotel that I was staying at. So that's funny because for any kind of ATM fee, I'm very much a suck it up and pay it guy. Like I could have gotten cash somewhere else, but I'm not gonna. So it's a it falls under the same category as uh, concessions at the movie. Yeah, like you pay it or you don't, but it, it is what it is, and they have every right to make it that. And with a movie, I mean, 
having worked at the movie theater and seen the margins that they operate in, like they have to. If they don't, if they don't charge that much for concessions, they have to triple the ticket price. Right. Or and that's a good way of shifting that. It's a good way of, and, and like when I think about baggage fees as it's a way of shifting that cost to people who need it. Like you're, if I'm not gonna check a bag, I'd rather not have to pay that extra twenty five bucks. So just charge it to the dudes who are checking bags. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's a very liberal uh, way of of looking at it. You know, a very a very p- politically progressive way. I'm not using this service. Why should I have to pay for it? That's pretty libertarian. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like people bringing in extra luggage or making the plane way more. So we're gonna have to raise everybody's ticket price. Like, ah, oh, not so fast. The percentage on top of the fee is pretty hefty, though. I can imagine that yeah. that's that's to get past the well. I'll just make one big withdrawal and screw you guys out of your like three ninety five five times. I don't. I don't have a good sense. I like. I, I was. I was considering writing them a letter. You know, because I like. I have. A, I have once in my life written a letter as a result of a of a bad experience that I had with a company, and I. You know, I. Ugh, it was. It was to Southwest when they fucked me once. And they. They tried to make it right. Like they made a token effort to make it right. Um, did not to my satisfaction. I did not. I did not receive satisfaction mm. from. And as such, I have not flown Southwest since then, yeah. and don't don't plan on ever doing so again. No matter how much cheaper or more convenient it is. Yeah, that is to your detriment. But well, I mean, you know, principled is If it wasn't to your detriment, it wouldn't be. You wouldn't have to be principled. You would just do it because it's the best. It's the best thing to do is to avoid them. Sure. So Although you know, I don't principles. ever, I don't ever become aware of the loss, the, like the financial burden that I bear as a result of never flying Southwest, because Southwest also refuses to play ball with Expedia. Oh, I don't necessarily mean the prices. Like sometimes you can get something really cheap. Most of the time, it's comparable. But they treat you like a god on Southwest. It's fantastic. Huh. They have, like, they always have the newest, <clears throat> like, the planes feel new and clean. There's more room than there is on other airlines. They're nice to you. Mm, JetBlue has extremely roomy planes. Yeah. If you, if you request a seat in the front half of the plane. You can never, JetBlue is never flying anywhere I want to go, though. Mm, okay. Yeah. I so to me Southwest treats you like a frat boy who is also a cow and someone's grandmother. Yeah, what? So the lack of assigned seating is awesome. It really chafes me a lot because it it is just it it is a it is a combination of two things. It is so you are just a fucking herd of people that were moving from one place to another. Like, this is not a service. This is not a service that we are thoughtfully providing to you. This is, this is a fucking box that is going to one place. And if you want to cram your ass in there, fine. If you don't, that's, whatever. That's not true. 
they only sell as many tickets as there are seats, and they have a bunch of different tiers so that you're you're divided into smaller groups and you load that way. They're actually faster and more efficient at loading than any other airline. And you you still end up sitting in a fucking seat. Like, what difference does that make? Weird. That's a weird objection to me. Because if I fly somewhere with my girlfriend, I want to sit next to my girlfriend. Yeah, so you get in line together. Yeah. And it's you unreliable. check. You check in early it's, enough that it you, is. Un, it is unreliable. It doesn't group. work. And and fuck checking in early. I refuse to check in early. That's, That's ridiculous. That is retarded. Why would you not oh. check in the night before you leave? What What are you talking about? Why go. would you not? What like? Am I allowed to go to bed? Yes, you can check in. Checking in, twenty-four hours before you leave, you can check in. No, you check in when you get to the airport, forty-five minutes before your flight takes off. No, you get on your computer and you check in and you print your boarding pass and you don't have to do anything at the airport except get in the security line. I don't have a printer at my house. Use your smartphone. I don't have a printer on my smartphone. What the fuck are you talking about? It seems like you go out of the way to make your life harder. No, I go out of my way to make my life easier by spending slightly more money than I need to and slightly less time. It, it, doesn't, like, that is, it that takes is my, like, less sort of, time like, to check in in advance. Like, if you check in the night before on Southwest, like, any, any flight that I take, I check in the night before anyway. But so this is a thing that this is a thing that I often see my mom really stressed out about. I often see your wife really stressed out about, and it is a thing that has never occurred to me to do even once. And I have not ever been. It's as amazing stressed out. that they. I have never it's amazing been as stressed out as I've seen your wife or my mom. It's about. amazing that your seating doesn't get continually fucked with. Because on mm-hmm. any airline where I've had assigned seats, if you don't check in the night before, they just release your seats. And you get whatever seats are left when you get to the airport. I have never had that happen even once. Like what what I will do is I will get to the airport. I will I will always, if it is possible for me to do so, upgrade to first class for like the hundred dollars that they charge for you to do it at the gate, or the twenty dollars that it takes to get into an exit seat. And I can do that a lot of the time. The times that I can't are the times when Kevin buys the flights, which are just like probably goes through some process that normal people go through that I don't understand or know about. Yeah, man, I don't. I. That's just so bizarre to me. It would be like say, you telling me that. Yeah, when when I fly on an airplane, I just hide in the bathroom the whole time. That's a normal thing that people do. Like, no, when you when you go on a flight. 24 hours prior to the flight you can check in and you do that because then you don't have to think about it and as soon as you get to the airport you go straight to security but what is it what is it that you're thinking about what like what is it that I'm thinking about that you're not thinking about I when I get to the airport the first thing I do is I go and I spend the maybe one minute that it takes at the place where you get dropped off to like check in and get boarding passes. Unless there's a line. There's not. What if there like, is? What, there, there, there's not. There are frequently lines out of those kiosks. I have, n- 
like I cannot remember the last time I had to wait in line. The there are so many automated the kiosks. The only time, the only time that that process takes any amount of time at all is if you're checking a bag, and then it takes five minutes instead of thirty seconds. Yeah, I, uh, you're you're deep in the rabbit hole for me here. It's like the the normal way to fly for me is just, yep, you do it the night before. You print out your boarding pass, you slap it in your carry on, and you just walk straight through security, check where your gate is, off you go. But then, but if you so so here's one here's one reason why even if you even if you convince me, even if you said, well, when you do that, instead of waiting in line for three minutes to to check a bag, you just get a blowjob while you're in the security line. I still wouldn't do it because checking in ahead of time gets rid of the opportunity to upgrade to an actually comfortable seat once you get there. No, you can still do that at the gate. The gate? Yeah. No, you don't spend you don't spend any time at the gate. You don't you, you're not at the gate long enough to even talk to Oh someone. yeah, I forgot you're also crazy in that you don't believe in getting to the airport in time to handle any change of plans or lines. Y- yeah? Yeah. And you know what? Everything has been fucking great. You know what I you know what I've done with all of the hours that I didn't spend at the airport? Yeah, because you're Mr. Well, if I miss a plane, like, I'll just lived, pay $400 and get another flight. Whatever. I have to pay $400. i have never missed a flight. The fuck are you talking about? You're, t- you're talking like, I like. oh, no, that's okay. I'll just buy a jet. You've <laughs> always said, like, if you miss a, if I miss a plane, it's no big deal. I'll just take the next flight. You're like, wow, that is, that's a thing. I've never missed a flight. You've, you've never missed a flight. I don't go to the airport three hours early. I try to be there an hour before the plane leaves. That isn't so... And I have missed two flights because I'm an idiot. I once got to the, I once got to the airport and, and uh, had, was there on the wrong day. Hmm. I mean, I guess that counts as missing a flight. <laughs> but well, I, I, I missed it. I missed it by being 24 hours too early. Right. Anyway, why did we start talking about airlines? Because of this ATM fee. Yeah, yeah. I my theory, my th- so all of the casinos on the strip had this. I, I had to go to a fucking Walgreens to get some cash. But I, you know, I also had forgotten to take any tums with me. Right. I know poor planning, right? Normally, I know what you do is the night before you go make sure to check into your bottle. I am of not the weird one for checking <laughs> in twenty four <laughs> hours ahead of time. Don't you even try to make me the weird one on this? The, okay. The, everybody in the whole goddamned world does this except you. Uh, radio channel, back me up. The re- they send you an email. They're like, "Hey, you can check in now," and you go, "Sweet." And you go check in, you're like, oh, that shit's handled. I have never gotten an email like that. Like, that's not a... I'm crazy. I, yeah. Whatever, I'm just man. saying, like, right, I, I won't say no, anything I mean, more about it, thing, but don't you so try maybe, and make me the crazy one Maybe this is a here. special service that the airlines provide to people who wear New Balance shoes. Because this is a thing that I've seen you do, and I've seen my mother do. Yeah, they were like, clearly you're an adult and not a child or child molester, so... You can probably handle the massive responsibility of checking in 24 hours early. But you you saying that it's like some sort of obligation and that I am somehow a fool or no, being No, I'm just saying like, it's it's you it's the normal thing. Like don't be giving me shit about this this 
thing that I do because that's oh, what okay. everybody else is doing. But the normal thing, Mr. Scullet, the, the normal, normal thing, thing is to when check have you ever in known as soon me, as you can. When have you ever known me to do the normal thing for the normal thing's sake? Hmm. No, because it makes more goddamn sense. Uh, like, really? You get a better boarding zone, you get on board the aircraft sooner, you get your... to make sure you have your seats, because otherwise you get fucked on seats, has happened to me frequently. Well, that know. has happened to me never. Yeah, I know, because you're Mr. Roll-Up Never, never missed a flight? Never, uh, so, so... You I, just I, start I, throwing like, singles at the at the lady behind the counter until she Yeah, that's, that's certainly what I do. I flash my Rolex, and they let me onto the secret super plane behind the, behind the plane that the herd gets to ride yeah, on. I'm just saying, you, you I, make it rain for the lady, and then she gives you... <laughs> she lets you sit uh, in the cockpit. Yeah, that's what I do. That's why I get to ride on the wing, because... Uh-huh. That's how fucking cool I got the gremlin package. I so all right. So the Walgreens. This is gonna be so the the thing is, I feel like you are you are similar to my mother in a lot lot of ways. Where I will tell you something and then you will say, "What the fuck? How do you manage to live with with this just failure to pay attention to things that are clearly so critical that everyone does them." I can't think of any other examples. Your exactly. mother's a very sensible lady. Yeah, she is. But you know what my mother does not have? Uh, like a significantly better or more efficient life than mine. <laughs> she's you no, know, it's, she's it's great. Not she's a... happy. She's you know, she's happy. She's she's got a she's got a comfortable home and and all of her you know, she gets she gets plenty to eat and everything works out great for her and she she I think would say that she's pretty happy with her life. And me too. And so no, it's, far, it's not a saying. It's not saying like, why isn't your life utter chaos? It's the surprise at why are you? How did you arrive at this location that's so far from the reasonable shit that everybody does every day? But I think the unspoken aspect of this surprise is how is it? that I have just been made aware that this thing that everybody does is actually pointless. No. This is what I think is going on. No, it's how is it every that time I, every you time don't I understand why about, this every is Every time pointful. I talk to my mom about the mail and how, uh, apart from once a month when the copy of National Geographic shows up, my mailbox might as well be a fucking trash can for all of the shits that I give about it. And she says, oh my god, you get the mail. Like, that's what fucking people do, is they get the mail. The mail is important. And you know what? No, it's goddamn not. And here's my evidence. Ignoring it for ten years and being fucking fine. Yeah, I don't think it's important. I just enjoy getting the mail. Oh, sure. I'm not saying you. Although we did have a conversation about the mail recently. I live alone my theory life. on these, My theory on these casino ATMs is that people don't read... Hmm. The, like, when I, I'm a guy that if I see some words out in the world, I'm a read those motherfuckers. Sure. Right. I can't help it. Which is why. This I think is why I can never find anywhere when I'm driving. The advent of the GPS has totally changed my life in this regard. But prior to having a GPS in my car, I could drive somewhere ten times. And not be able to get there the eleventh time, just have no fucking idea where I was, yep. because I'm not paying attention to where I'm going. I am 
constantly scanning everything within my field of vision and reading it if it is words. Yeah, I think you and I share that. And then making yeah. jokes about them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but. sometimes... I remember, I remember a night, uh, my freshman year of college, when we went down to my hometown to visit our to visit our buddy Jamin, and uh, we drove around all night just saying, "My name is," and then reading a sign and saying, "And this is my house." Yeah. In that in that kind of accent, my name is Coin Laundry, and this is my house. That's good stuff. My name is Third Street, and this is my house. See, we made the same joke like a thousand times. That makes it funny. So it started out funny, and then it got not funny, and then it got funny again, and then it kind of got not funny. Again. No, it started out funny, and then it got not funny, and then you were so horrified and disgusted that you were still doing it that it wasn't ever funny again, and nothing was ever funny again. Now, don't That's get That's what the bitter. forums have taught me. <clears throat> don't get bitter. Don't get bitter. Oh, I'm not going to... Uh, my, my theory is that most people just fucking get money out of there. They don't read their receipt. Right, because if yeah. you if you withdraw twenty dollars and the thing has a five dollar fee, you don't, you know, it's not like you get fifteen dollars out of the machine. Yeah. Right. So I think that most people use that, and then it, here's another thing. Here's another thing that just horrifies my mom and would probably horrify you for my entire adult life. And I know what you're thinking, so don't even say that this that I can only get away with this because I have a lot of money. I have never balanced a checkbook. I haven't either. Or looked at a fucking bank statement, right? Because I don't fucking care. That shit already happened. Every once in a while, when I when I withdraw money at an ATM, I'll look at the balance and think like, oh, that's how much money I got." And th- this was this was true of me when I was when I was making minimum wage and living paycheck to paycheck, as it is now. I do not want the stress of paying attention to how much money I have. I just rely so, kind of like knowing what the speed limit is. And this is a thing that bites me in the ass every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Only on trips. I don't know what the speed limit is anywhere that I drive around town. I just drive kind of naturally, and I have cultivated a habit of driving naturally in a way that leads to me not speeding or getting speeding tickets. Doing that when I'm on the interstate in Texas results in me getting a lot of speeding tickets. And yeah, that sucks. You know, like, and and here's I think the thing. That- I'll, I will admit but if I paid more attention to that kind of shit, I would probably have more money because I would be spending less of a fortune on my fucking car insurance, for yeah. instance. Well, I think part of that is also that you're not willing to shop around and get, like, a car insurance rolled into a house insurance kind of bundled together thing. Huh. Is it willing to shop around for that or knowing that that was possible? Um willing to shop around for it because we've talked about this on like eight radio shows yeah no we probably have i I don't think the thing about uh house house insurance is that i am only really vaguely aware that house insurance is a thing that i have yeah yeah right because you have to you don't you don't get to like well i guess there was probably a point at which i could have chosen a house insurance company right but generally you don't like i didn't know anything about it so when they said use this company i said go set it up yeah okay whatever I think Whatever that the, like makes me have to fill out fewer forms is the thing that I yeah. want. Somebody with a brain like yours, and it's not about the amount of money that you have. Like you are kind of naturally good at not just spending a fuck ton of money and being being able to reasonably manage that shit without paying attention. I am terrible with money 
as well you know, having been responsible for most of the money I've made in my adult life. So, I am constantly checking my bank, like, checking the thing online and seeing what I've spent and what's left. <clears throat> so, so you would notice right away if you had gotten $100 out of an ATM and they had charged you at $9 when it said there was a $5 fee. Yeah, because I probably would have gone, okay, well, I'm getting paid tomorrow. There's $100 left in my account. I'm going to withdraw that so I can gamble. Right. And my, yeah, gambling. And I would have done it, and it would have been a ridiculous idea. But I think you're right. Do you like, do you like to gamble? I don't, I don't I do. remember if I've ever really talked to you about this. I like, uh, I like me some blackjack. That's about it. <clears throat> yeah. And some, uh, you know, like, slots are, like, vaguely fun, but they're more of a just... I'm just sitting in this chair for a while, so I might as well do something. Yeah, I kind of treat slots the way that I treat lottery tickets. Yeah. You know, which I will, I will occasionally buy a scratch-off ticket. Yeah, I you do know? too. And sometimes, you know, I, will, I, will, I get people scratch-off tickets for Christmas. Uh, you know, to, to put in a stocking, because I think it's fun. You know, and, and, I, and I get them for people like, like Kevin, who would never... Who would never do something so suboptimal as make a bet with obviously bad odds, right. you know? But <clears throat> I never really played a lot of slot machines until the last couple times that I've been to Vegas, and the slot machines are really fucking cool. Yeah, like the ones where you can, for like 50 cents a pull, you get a whole bunch of lines going next things and animations and lights and... And like mini unlockable mini games. Yeah, to play. like you're not bringing any skill to the table, but you're also watching this kind of entertaining light show, and <clears throat> occasionally cool shit yeah. happens that yeah. you're not sure why. Yeah, those are fun. So I think that the way that this Vegas trip uh, panned out ultimately was that I lost about a hundred dollars playing slot machines. I broke even playing blackjack, and I won two hundred dollars playing craps. Hmm. You've really gotten so into the craps. You know, it's super fucking fun. Huh. I, what I wish, we, we were playing craps at a, at a $5 table. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I would very much have liked to be playing at a smaller minimum bet table so that I could have played for longer. The, just learning, learning how the betting works at KOL's casino nights. And I mean, I wouldn't say I've gotten into it. I have been at a craps table four times in my life. Uh, two of which were the day before yesterday and the previous Thanksgiving, and the other two of which were fake craps tables at KOL's casino nights. Right. Um, but it is... <clears throat> the social aspect of it is... It just... This is how I imagine that people must feel when they are like at a bar with a bunch of people watching sports, where uh -huh. you just get swept up in something that is exciting... And you are like high fiving and fist bumping strangers because things are going your way, or you're commiserating with strangers because things are not going your way, and it is just, it is, like, for whatever reason, it is it is a situation where like social engagement is super super energizing for me instead of like a chore, yeah. right? And I think it is because uh, this is a game that we are playing, like uh, us us group of strangers like 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 ships passing in the night we're never going to see each other again like we just are the people who happen to be alive in this period of history 
in Las Vegas for this particular weekend in this particular casino at this particular table at this particular minute but like we are playing a fucking game together and I don't know man I it's like that that is the most fun that I had the entire weekend was it in the maybe hour and a half of craps that I played hmm. and you know I mean it's just like it is just a bunch of you you make a bunch of bets that all pay off slightly less of a multiplier than their odds of showing up in your favor, right? I mean, it's like sure. it's like roulette, you know. Only it doesn't feel as it feels like there is more between you and the math at a craps table than at a roulette table. Well, at least you you also have the agency when it's your turn to roll the die. You're doing something. Yeah, and that's fun. Yep. Like, try not to embarrass yourself by throwing the dice off the table. Because yeah. the guy, the casino man's getting mad at you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun. I and then we had, a, tried it. Yeah. we had a, like, a super, super funny cab driver on the way home. Hmm. Jesus, you took a cab all the way to Vegas? Yeah. Come on, that man. Was weird. No, I know, man. Well, it was either that or fly southwest. So I was like, well, let's see. I spent $40 and suffered the indignity of being herded onto a Southwest plane and treated like somebody's frat boy grandmother by the horrible fucking jokes the used-up shrew of a flight attendant is reciting. Or, I guess I get a $1,400 cab ride. Exactly. No, the choice was clear. <laughs> I'm amazed that you don't like the safety delivery. Oh, I, it's because you take the safety shit seriously. No, it's because no. That's no. what you told me. It, you said like <clears throat> this is important information that I need to survive. Uh, I mean, I may have told you that at some point. I may have believed I, you that. You say at some a point. lot of things. I do say a lot of things. I, I. It, <laughs> the reason that the reason that I don't like the jokey attitude of Southwest flight attendants is is not because they shouldn't be joking or they shouldn't be joking about these things. It is because it becomes clear because every flight attendant is either a used up husk or somebody that is in the process of becoming a used up husk and is aware of it. Hey, you used to date one. You should know. It becomes no, I know, and you know what? But I, like, there are a lot of reasons that I broke up with that girl. But honest to God, the primary one was she hated that job and did not want to keep that job, but kept that job. Yeah, I feel that. And as far as I know, she still fucking has it. Yeah. And I, you know, and every conversation we had, where I was like, look at the women who are five years older than you and look like they are thirty years older than you. You, I can see it in your eyes and I can hear it in the things that you say to me that you do not want to turn into that why the fuck are you not looking for another job why are you not going to school for something why are you not taking any steps towards doing something that you want to do as opposed to just keeping this job that you hate and don't anyway the thing that bothers me about their delivery of these fucking jokes, and I there there are there are air quotes just dripping with bile around the word jokes in that sentence. 
<clears throat> is that they have the they have the the timber of a mandatory and rehearsed comedy routine. And a rehearsed comedy routine, I know that every stand-up comedian I've ever seen is delivering a rehearsed comedy routine, but it's not Uh, mandatory. Don't they get to say what they want to say? Yeah, but they're not coming up with new material. They get to say what they want to say. They're excited about it for the first three times. Mm-hmm. But odds are, you're not going to get that speech from somebody who's doing it their first three times. So what you're, what you're getting is, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, it, it, it is like getting a hand job from a really experienced, really distracted prostitute. It's and I'm a guy who likes job, right? I mean, I'm a guy who I'm a guy who likes hand jobs. I want a hand job from an enthusiastic giver. Sure. You know, I want somebody who's excited about it, not somebody who's like, "All right, next." It's not a. It's not a. Like I don't want to feel like I'm on an assembly line at a hand job factory or a flight safety factory. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, is it special. is it any less depressing than the just scripted routine where they have to pretend that you don't know how a seatbelt works? Yes. Because I kind of appreciate the fact that... It is less depressing because it does not have any pretensions of being anything else. See, I appreciate the fact that on Southwest they acknowledge that you know how a fucking seatbelt works, but we have to say it anyway. Yeah. I I appreciate that part of it. All right. So clearly, I feel like I'm getting drunk and loud. I've already had two beers on an empty stomach. I'm poking you. I, I shouldn't poke at you. I guess I this is what our I guess this is what our listeners pay for. I'm just poking at you, poking at you. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, so I'm actually behind on the beer, so I should go grab one, and uh, we'll be back. And can we do a break now? Is that cool? Yeah, 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 yeah. We do 15 minutes. Sure. And we're back. Back early. I came back early. I was so excited about doing the show. I'm having such a good time, Mr. Skullhead. Back early. And luckily, my wife is working hard instead of talking to me, so I was able to come back early, too. Oh. I mean, ordinarily, I would What's she working hard on? Ho, <laughs> <laughs> uh, My working hard on. My functional boner. Hey, uh, this is gonna. this is going to be either... This is going to be the worst radio for listeners, the worst podcast for listeners, but it is driving me fucking nuts. There is a there is a snatch of instrumental music that I can't identify. Okay. Uh, that I heard that I heard a man uh, on a bridge over a street in Las Vegas, uh, a, a, a busker, uh, mm. playing, and it is. I am almost sure that it takes place entirely on an acoustic guitar, and that it is from some song from the 70s okay but it is just it is just a it is a it is like a, a finger picked rhythm line that goes ba <laughs> 
That's not and, and about. Did, like I don't know if it is an instrumental song or if that's just like the way that some song starts. There, <sighs> there used to be a search engine that you could hum into, or ba 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 into. Oh yeah, I have no idea. By the yeah, way, they, uh, I know. so the songs over the break, Fountains of Wayne, people seem to enjoy. Uh, the Sister Hazel, Your Winter. They said this is some serious, introspective, acoustic dude rock. Uh, yeah, that's from the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack. I don't know. I was just looking for winter songs. And I enjoy the uh, Christmas season because I get to pull out my Trans-Siberian Orchestra and go all mealy, 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 and bom, 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 bom. Yeah. I think that that is probably... I think I should buy those albums. I think that's some, some Christmas music that I would that I would dig... I don't. I don't see you enjoying the, like the poem and the little stories that come with them, because oh, they are. No, they're that rid- doesn't sound like a thing I would enjoy at all. They're ridiculously sappy, but the music is fun. Okay, how about some questions? Let's do it. <clears throat> Our Amada says the elemental resist option on the inventory sort list is amazing and greatly appreciated. Would it be possible? to add an elemental damage sort option to that list as well. Being able to quickly see which items will do elemental damage and what kind would be a real bonus. Aramada. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing that if that gets requested a hundred times, eventually it will happen when C.D. Moyer is in a position to add uh, that to the sort. Uh, WVO Quine asks a number of questions, all of which are pretty good. Uh, number one. You can't simultaneously equip a lodestone and a logging axe. Is this intentional? Yes, it is. Uh, what that was meant to be uh, was a way to make up for uh, RNG swing. I don't know that anyone will ever treat it that way. Like, I don't know that it would ever be worth a turn. Uh, well, A, if you would ever go mist sign, if it would ever be worth a turn to get the axe. Uh, yeah, you know, it was intentional. You're, you're meant to be able to, to to be able to get extra wood or extra fasteners. Uh, number two, can I suggest that the level nine quests get basic food and booze drops? Uh, there are barely any in there. I was plugging away at it kind of casually today, but there was nothing to fill my stomach. Uh, he was plugging away. There was nothing to fill his stomach. And going elsewhere to get food usually takes as many turns as the food gives. If I was a newbie and didn't have an organ <laughs> grinder. <laughs> And medium, I think I would have been annoyed. Basic question: Drop lots of basic food, and we just lost troll house cookies and sandwiches. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, my guidance for the for the fellas on uh, coming up with the item drops for this zone uh, explicitly said: don't put food and booze in, yeah. uh, because I I always feel like the in in a broad sense the game has a lot of filler, food and booze. But you're right. You you bring up a good point in that that filler food and booze is often all that you have in like a hardcore run, and therefore it is very important to a particular segment of the population that I would probably be in if I played the game. So that's yeah, you're right. Uh, now I'm like super looking forward to the meeting we have where we decide what food items are going to drop in the Smut Arc logging camp. Uh, well, 
Wait, I know. We could make a floppy joke about tacos. a really long sausage. Floppy tacos, I feel. Yeah, okay. Uh, beef curtains. Oh, beef stroganoff. Oh, come hey. on. Come on. A stroganoff. All right. We're doing it. A stroganoff. That's perfect. Hmm. It's got a white, creamy sauce. Everything about the orc zone depresses me now. Oh. It's turned to ash in my uh, mouth. Ash. It was. I was joking at Dev yesterday that all of the actual... All of the specific complaints have been not about the monsters that I named or the descriptions and combat text that you wrote, but about the items that I made Riff do all of. Uh, yeah. And therefore, all of this outrage is Riff's fault. And I'm going to have to... Throw a riff under the bus. Uh oh. Sex and violence. It, I guess there is too much sex in his violence. He just needs to listen to everything Zen a couple times. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really experience any negative emotions at all as a result of that forum thread. A couple, a couple little exceptions. The ones that are like, well, if these jokes were funny at all, then maybe it would be okay that they're vulgar. But they're yeah, so but vulgar that they're not even funny. Those are just trolls, and trolls are there to be dismissed. You know, it, it, it's. I I think that this has been a great process. You know, I think that we don't really need to change anything. We don't really even need to change what our behavior will be in the future because there was no way that we were ever going to do anything worse than this right? in the future anyway. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we have the kind of community that is, that is comfortable giving us actual feedback yep. about stuff like this. And there was a, there was a lot of stuff in there that was not the bad stuff that you can ignore. Yeah. Yeah, there I mean, was stuff that I didn't agree with, but that was stated in a way that it made me think. Yep. Three. The bad mood adventures for the valley gave extra sensitivity to cold and spooky, which would be a great penalty at Abu Peak. Put it in there. Also, it makes more narrative sense there. It's about the ghost of the English language. Uh yeah. You know what? I always forget about uh, bad mood adventures when I am making new content. Level nine could probably use some love in bad mood. Four. The Fuzzy Busby is strictly better than the Scalp of Gorgolok. Shouldn't the Seal Clubber's Epic Hat be better than the Level 8 Quest Reward? Well, you get that hat pretty early, right? Uh, hmm. I don't know what level that cave shit happens at. Man, I don't know anything about this game anymore. I don't know. Akram says, Talkative Skull is like Smiling Rat, but Smiling Rat is still obtainable with Bad Moon Ascension and tradable. Why not Talkative Skull? Now it's missing in my display case, and here is no way to obtain another one skull. So this is that problem where you can either get multiples of a familiar and put it in your display case, or you can get multiples of a familiar that just pile up and pile up and pile up, and if we make them not pile up, then you can't put one in your display case. And the bad moon gambit for the smiling rat was totally an accident. Um, but yeah, the fact that you can't do a bad moon zombie master run is mm. what stops you from being able to get another copy of that skull item. You know, I didn't want it to be tradable because I wanted it to be a 
a thing that you get for being in the in the um, path. That impulse that you always want to be able to get the familiar and get a copy of the hatchling to put in your uh, display case is an impulse that I don't I don't think it is possible for us to support while still doing our jobs in a reasonable way. And so I'm sorry. Sometimes sometimes it's not going to be possible. Hmm. Uh, Mokume says, sorry if this has been asked already, but now that we are aware of our backs, are there any plans for adding craftable cloaks slash backpack slash portable particle accelerator systems? Uh, I like uh, I like the backpack and uh, I like the back item and weapon uh, hybrid implied by the portable particle accelerator system. All right, man, I like Ghostbusters. I don't I don't like you know I was listening to the Overthinking It podcast and they were sort of talking about like the Thundercats T-shirt as the as the like emblematic of a of a hipsterish like ironic appreciation of something old but Ghostbusters Ghostbusters is both really cool from like uh, this is a good setting for a cartoon standpoint yeah. and it's also just a fucking good movie yeah yeah. Harold, Harold Ramis just rules I would like to have a beer with Harold Ramis I wonder if he drinks beer Oh, all the best people get, drink beer. Underscore Wastis, did you answer my question in the last recording? I have no idea. Uh, Alecat says, digging up from old, uh, digging up a question from old friends. Jake, are accordions in the kingdom all backwards and upside down? It has come as a slow and unsettling series of revelations to see each accordion I come across as depicted as backwards, apart from legendary regalia, which is fine. Um, well, so when I was making those accordion props for the LARP. I am almost certain that they are backwards on one side and right ways on the other side. So that is, I'm going to say, what's going on with them in KOL proper. You're seeing them from the back and their back is painted to look like their front. Hmm. Uh, Bloody Knuckle says, Jake, any plans to rework Postamancers? And then he basically reiterates the, the feelings in that uh, Pasta Guardians kind of tacked on thread, which I 100% agree with. And yes, yes. After after Class Act, I'll, I will feel like I have the uh, the freedom to do uh, to do some new stuff with some class skills. I'm pretty excited about it. Pretty excited. I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. New new uh, class skills and approaches to class stuff. Fred Levi says, uh, responding to a conversation you had a few years ago don't. about me getting uh, about me getting uh, John Lennon's kids mixed up. I don't think that I think you must have misunderstood me because you're you're explaining it in the way that I, as far as I know, I have always understood it uh, that Julian Lennon was the product of John's uh, first marriage, and then uh, Sean Lennon is the son that he had with Yoko. And Sean Lennon is the one where every once in a while, like one percent of pictures of me look exactly like the guy in one percent of pictures of Sean Lennon. Right. Uh, Lightwolf is asking some questions about factoids that I think get answered later in the thread by someone else. Thousand Mass says, "Have you given any thought to creating an item that lets you spray players with Manuel potions like jaw bruisers or warm glasses of water?" 
spray them with Manuel potions. Like applying somebody, applying the avatar to somebody else? Huh. The ones that you get from Manuel? Maybe if you could make them look like a dick. Maybe if you could make them look like a bitch. So then if they tried to make a joke about Marcellus Wallace, you could say, yeah, yes. Instead of, what? Yep, I'm just going to let you keep swinging on that one. Cool. WVO Quine wrote, last episode, Scully mentioned something about an internal radio show. It's I. What's that all about? Man, what? I have no idea. I. There's no internal radio show. It, it, I. Is that it, I supposed to be something? I don't know. Lowercase I, lowercase T, capital I, question mark. Yeah. Adventure Brothers or Adventure Time? Uh, For my money, Adventure Time. I have not seen much of either of them, but Adventure Time is so obnoxiously illustrated that I haven't even tried. Wow, really? So... I can't stand the art style of Adventure Time. Yeah. I'm trying to think what makes it really fundamentally different than the art style of 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 like of KOL to to some extent or of like Futurama or The Simpsons. No, it's much more simplified than Futurama or The Simpsons. Well, sure. And um, exaggerated and weird ways like everything I've seen has been something like distorted and stretched out and fucked up in a way I don't know it it reminds me of the art of art in uh, Akewood which I also don't like what I've read of Akewood is funny but I haven't read more of it because I don't like the art style huh that's an approach that I kind of just don't take to things I don't think like it's it's Well, nah, I don't know if that's true. You, Adventure Time is fucking great, though. And I think that... So, so says everyone. Well... Okay. Every time I, I, mean, tra- I, every wanna, time I, I sample wanna... it, I'm like, well, I don't understand what's wrong with me, but I just think this is really dumb. Well, like, you don't think it's funny? No. Or... I haven't seen a lot of it, because I, I started watching it, and it was like, this is so fucking stupid. And I'm not hard, I'm not high enough to watch this. And it kind of made me wonder if it's more Aqua Teen Hunger Forcey, where just like everybody else in the world will think it's funny and they're wrong. Yeah. So I don't know. That's 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 what you think. So I'm the crazy one because I don't check in uh, to flights 24 hours ahead of time like everybody does. But you're not crazy for not thinking that Aqua Teen Hunger Force is funny when everybody else does. Because not everybody else does. Only the people who are high all the time. Huh. Um. You know, this is one of those weird things where, like, you were amazed that I did not care for Shrek because I thought that Shrek was stupid, and you said, no, Shrek was exactly the kind of jokes that we make for a living. Like, I would say exactly the same thing about Adventure Time. I think it was Shrek 2, specifically. Yeah. Like I think that I think that you and I and the guy that makes Adventure Time could sit down and immediately get along 
because we would all be making the exact same kinds of jokes about everything that we saw or talked about. I need to I need to see more of it. it it's it was something that I saw though I went, oh, that, that looks kind of annoying and dumb. And then everybody went, that is incredible. You have to watch it. So I watched. I mean, ten minutes of it, and went saying that it's this like, is annoying. That, it, that it's like this earth-shattering thing, but so so they, it, they it seemed like it, it was going to be more on the like. God, I don't know. There's like a a hipster level of humor that so it bothers shares me. The absurd. So so the like absurdism is weird, right? Because you you present it and then there are a variety of directions that you can go with it and like so the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy like there's like a funny it's a funny name of something and then you write a paragraph about what that would be if it were a real thing and then it becomes an element of of a story right then there is like aqua teen hunger force where something absurd happens and then the way that the story per- progresses is some unrelated absurd thing happens and then some other third unrelated absurd thing happens and if if the absurdism is what you think is funny then you're going to think that that's funny but if you need it to go somewhere like say fourth season the simpsons right where there is an absurd premise and then it is run with as though it were just a thing yeah instead of just every couple of minutes like and what wacky absurd thing is oh and there now there's monsters from venus except everyone's a vampire except Wait, so yeah. so there is there is the occasional like absurdist deus ex machina in adventure time i guess but it is to me it feels a lot more like golden age Simpsons than it does like an Adult Swim cartoon. Hmm. Like, and, and it's, like, it's it's like it's the intent I think is for it to be a thing that's that is safe for kids. Sure. Right in a way that I I don't think the Simpsons ever really was. No. You know. Yes. Ah, uh, the. I I will struggle against the just gut reaction I have to the art. And I will watch some Adventure Time because that's so that that weirds that I mean that strikes me as strange on two levels. One because I don't, I like, I could see somebody saying like, oh, I don't watch Squidbillies because of the art because the art in that just fucking grosses me out. Yeah, I mean that's that also like the Ren and Stimpy or SpongeBob or something. All right, so what the picture that or I'm like looking super at? Super Jail. Yeah, the picture that I'm looking at is the dog from Adventure Time with his arms stretched like hundreds of feet long and making loops around like a purple cloud thing with a star and the little kid with I think that would be Lumpy Space Princess sure see you're not helping the cause here well I mean the dog's the dog's thing is that he's stretched like that's his and like the kid's arms are eight feet long and his legs are eight feet long and I don't know. Well, they're probably they're probably dancing. Absurd and off-putting is where <laughs> I land. It's, it's oh, man. Oh. Lumpy space princess uh, you know isn't what? helping. That's like Tim and Eric. The Tim and Eric awesome show. Great job. It's like but that no, is a show no, I will never no, fucking watch. No, it's not because she's a fucking recur. She's a character. She is a recurring character. 
Like they they are like Yeah. I get I, I'm trying to figure this out because I get what I get your problems with Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job. And I mostly don't like it. I'm I'm I am glad in a lot of ways that it exists, but I mostly don't like it. No, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try a little more of it and it, it may just be one of those things that on the surface had some elements that didn't appeal to me. I, I mean, I shot. just, I would feel sad if, like, I don't know, I mean, it seems like a thing, if I had a kid that was Ollie's age, I would be really fucking excited to watch Adventure Time with him. Well, he's eventually going to run out of My Little Pony. Is he watching My Little Pony? Yep. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's... So, I, I like, like, and what right the, do I have to be... Closest analog in terms of, like, the intent with which it's being created and, and you can and say then, like what right do I have to be high and mighty about art styles and juvenile jokes when I'm watching My Little Pony and it, that, no, I think that's I, a I, fair I, I critique would never, Scully it would never occur to me to I say know, that. it occurred to me I'm just going to put it out there well, it's just, sure, but that's, I mean, that's, I, look, look I'm not the external voice of your insecurities I think that uh, part Sorry. of it is Adventure Time is like the iPad of TV shows in that the little sample I saw of it seemed like it wasn't going to be a thing that would exist for very long and I couldn't imagine anybody being into it and then suddenly the entire world was going nuts for it Mm. so it makes me go what the fuck is wrong with everyone this thing that I know very little about doesn't seem entertaining at all I don't know I mean it what I heard about it when we went to Max Uncon, I think that was the one you were at, and the guy was there. The the guy who made yeah, it, yeah. His, I didn't go to it though because I saw the I saw no, a I didn't. Of I mean, I didn't and, go to it because I didn't know what it was. And then Roy was like, "Whoa, holy shit, that's awesome! I want to meet that guy because Adventure Time rules." And I said, "Roy, what's what's Adventure Time?" And then it also turned out that my girlfriend was really into it. Yeah. And we watched it together and had a good time. And then it, it, you know, it came a not quite Napoleon Dynamite style source of uh, things that you could say instead of communicating earnestly. Yeah, I'm always up for something like that. Yeah. How do people watch this show? Ah, boy, I don't know. Roy yeah. bought me a DVD of it. Okay. <laughs> That's how I saw it. Um, I'll poke around, but we should probably move on. Venture Brothers is Venture Brothers is good, but I uh, somebody bought me the first season of it, and I, I like I keep watching like an episode or two, and it's good, but I can't get myself to keep watching it. I, I think I have so I have the exact same problem with Syphil and Ollie. There is almost nothing that I think is as good as what I have seen of Syphil and Ollie, but I keep thinking, I'm going to watch all of Syphil and Ollie, and then I watch the first episode, and it's fucking great, and then I never go back to it. I think that in order for me to watch a TV series, in order for me to feel like, feel the actual drive to consume the media in its entirety, it needs, it needs to have a story. Like a like a like a season arc, um. or a series arc. Although I watched all of Scrubs, which I guess that kind of has a per season arc. 
Like, there are permanent things that happen to the characters. You should watch How I Met Your Mother. Wait, that's, really? That's what you should do. Yep. That Is show that? Is, it's objectively great. Huh. Yeah. Jason I feel Siegel, like th- th- Neil Patrick Harris. You saying, you saying this as the only thing that I have ever heard that has made it any different than Everybody Loves Raymond or Two and a Half Men in my head. Oh, no, it is... It is an order of magnitude better. It, it's definitely more in the Scrubs end of things. Okay. Uh, time writes. Uh, he quotes my profile quote or my sig. I can to follow my trail of justice. Vermin should become ignited. What does this mean? It sounds like you put something into translation party. Uh, very early on, like right after I quit my day job and hired Zly to answer the mail. It was a like a, a this really vitriolic uh, insulting email that was sent to us in French and so we translated it using Google Translate or Babelfish probably at the time and that was the last sentence of it the last two sentences of it which I thought were funny and so I set them up as my forum sig and then I promptly forgot that forum sigs were a thing because I immediately turned them off. It's, uh, like, the guy that did that had written a couple of things that were just kind of trolling Zlyania. And when he didn't get the satisfaction he wanted, his last message, he, it seemed like he just wrote a bunch of shit and put it into Google Translate, or, you know, Babelfish. And then at the end of it said... See if you can figure that out or some some shit. Like, you're not going to be smart enough to figure out what any of this is, and so we translated it back, and that's what it said. Hmm. Kennyman666 says, Dual wielding spacers, spacers does not make you deal any more damage than if you were only using one. This happens to me since I wanted to dual wield. Spacers sent you all kinds of crap and deal with rainbow pain. Is it intentional that it works this way, or is it just because the weapon works in some weird way? Can this be fixed? Uh, it is because the weapon works in some weird way, and I it could probably be fixed. It could probably we could do a four i equals one i is less than equipped player ID uh, uh, fa- phaser ID uh, i plus plus, and then run that phaser code. So right now, two so phasers are just acting like one phaser. Yeah, well, they I mean they shoot. They're right. like normal weapons, but although I actually I don't know. Sometimes when CD Moyer implements something that you've written, he doesn't do it the way that I would do it. He probably does it the way that you wrote it. He's like a guy that will follow a spec as opposed to just like no, I like my spec better. Yeah, I mean, like right he's, he's a guy who probably doesn't feel comfortable saying, "I know that this is going to work better in this way than it is from the way that Scully did it." Whereas you will say. I know more about game design than Scully, and this is a thing that will work better this way. Well, which in is a, a case like that, it's less, it's less about game design and more about just the way the code works. Like, mm-hmm. if, it is, if it is 10% as much work to make a slight change to what you expect rather than doing it exactly the way that you wrote, then I, that's, you know, we got to find that amount of time before shit has to come out, so there's just some triage that happens there. Yeah. But CD Moyer bills by the hour, so he's like, what? Spec that's going to take a long time? Fuck yeah! Mm. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Chris. I love you. Uh, I was just kidding when I said I love you. That was weird. 
Could the quest tracker rather than display the total amount of evil in the curve to be made to display the evil of each individual part? No, because it's trivial for you to get a readout of the evil in each individual part by uh, clicking on something. Yeah. yeah, you click on the link that you click on the word evilometer and it gives you that. So you could do that. You know what you could do? You could probably like right click on it and open it in a new tab and then you could have it over there and you could just F5 on it so you'd be able to see it all the time. Or you could lay a uh, you could open it on a different computer and put a marble on the F5 key and lay a Pop-Tart on top of the marble to hold it down. Mm. And then it would just refresh all the time. And then when you got done clearing the Curp of Evil, you could eat the Pop-Tart and stick the marble up your nose. <laughs> so then when they took you to the hospital to get the marble out of your nose, you wouldn't get hungry for a while. Yeah. Uh, how much did you giggle when writing the Smut Orc content and who giggled the most? Man, I, like... You underestimate the extent to which this job is just fucking soul-crushing drudgery. I don't remember the last time I laughed at something. I only laugh at it when I'm playing it back. I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and also, uh, could we get a combat macro predicate that triggers only on glancing blows, not fumble, since mist counts both? Yes, probably. I don't know how those work. Uh, oh, so Blockwabats wrote uh, this thing, uh, but I, I don't remember if we got to this last time or not, but we. But in the meantime, I figured it out. Are there any preventative measures in place to protect PvP from devsters who may have access to non-public items? I'm loath to throw blame of the OMG hacks variety when I'm fairly certain I just have incomplete information. So it seems like what happened is that there were some things being counted uh unexpectedly because things with special characters in them have uh, HTML codes in the name of the item and when you just do a flat string length uh, without uh, doing HTML entities on them first like something with an N and a tilde in it instead of the instead of the N-Y counting as one character it will count as uh, ampersand N-T-I-L-D-E semicolon so it'll count as eight characters I believe that that was fixed, uh, but even if it hadn't been fixed, it would be the same for everybody. Um, so I think that this is not a case where I'm trying to cover up dev packs. I think this is a case where it legitimately did not happen. By and large, the the actual players who are on the dev team don't... They can't get extra shit that other people can't get. Like, they can do things like reset quests midway through so that their recension runs take longer and stuff like that but, but it's it's almost never the case where the tools that are available to the non the devsters are different the devsters are these accounts that are made for testing and typically when it's like give yourself you know every combat item so that you can test it against this thing or whatever those are not those are not accessible to the people who are just playing on the dev server. Those are only accessible to the 10 devster accounts, which cannot PvP and cannot send stuff to anybody or sell shit in the mall or whatever. Um, we do, you know, it isn't that we don't trust them, it's that, you know, it, it's 
better to just build good fences to begin with. Uh, Spider McFly says, is it possible to get a Chakaman for size? Zap! And possibly a Chakaman for reading the strange leaflet. Uh, what? What? Here. I'm enjoying my mafia-less life, but these two small things would be great. The Zap, I could understand. The leaflet thing, that seems like... How many times do you have to do that? Like, once a week? Uh, when is Vaso de Agua going to use his KWE meet to sponsor a venue for amateur, amateur, amateur luchadores south of the border? I don't know if I could write any jokes about luchadores. Could you write any jokes about luchadores? I don't think I could write legitimate jokes about them. I think I would, I would hit a very shallow pass on that. Uh, like sad. a shallow, like a shallow howl pass, like Jack Black in Nacho Libre. Yeah, and also shallow howl is my joke. <laughs> Did you like Nacho Libre? Nah, I didn't bother. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I actually huh. like uh, a lot of Jack Black, mm-hmm. which is weird that I do. But that one just seemed like. Oh, I know why. It was it involved some of the guys who made Napoleon Dynamite, right? Ah, uh, I don't know. That feels right. Uh, oh, the director of Napoleon Dynamite made, made a new movie. Like, yeah, fuck that. Hmm. I, I still, I like Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, you're, I share, you're allowed to. A lot of people did. Yeah, I, I like. I share your, I share your sort of like. It's not even like frustration or annoyance. It's just kind of like a. <sighs> See, you guys, you guys can stop saying those things now. It was I think more, it's. It was more that it was a movie where the main character was so good at being irritating that I couldn't stand to watch it. Yeah, and I I just don't think of it as being a movie about him. Like. In the, you know you know how like in a good book the world is a character like you know like say a fantasy or a science fiction book. like in a good sci-fi or fantasy book the world is a character sure like when the world is a vampire Napoleon Dynamite yeah Santa Dre yay yay and in Napoleon Dynamite the world was the character I feel like we've had exactly this conversation on the radio like ten times I don't know you know what we've got new audiences and only a naked Jew when we repeat something five times only a naked Jew hears it five times so uh, sorry Michael but you, you know this will just make it easier for you to remember it the next time we're hanging out and I forget it mm. the world of Napoleon Dynamite is the main character of Napoleon Dynamite and it is a world that is so it is so creepily in line with the way that my childhood was yeah that I can't I can't help but treat it like it's a like it's a real thing that deserves to exist. Gleeb says, I really, really like chronic indigestion. I remember feeling super proud of myself for unlocking it during my first ascension. Will we ever see more of these unlockable and ascension consumables that grant skills? Yeah, that is kind of a thing that we did once and never did anything to again with at near like. Yeah. Maybe. Alpha Omicron says, what do you guys think of Neopets? Do you think there are any positive lessons for KOL there? You know, I... After I started working on KOL and and saw that, like, all right, well, there are these other things in the world that are in the same category as KOL. There is Adventure Quest, there is RuneScape, there is Neopets. 
I tried to play all of those things and just couldn't do it. Hmm. Um, there was also, what, ho- Hobo Wars? Hobo Fight? Hobo Wars? Hobo Wars? Yeah. Hmm. Somebody spent a bunch of time on that, and it wasn't very good. Um, I, I mean, I think Neopets, I've never been, like, I don't have the Pokemon instinct. Like, there are, so like Riff, say, or uh, Griffin McElroy from from the Besties podcast. He's, he's a guy that, like, used to write for Joystick, and he writes for Polygon, and he does uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, which is a podcast on the Max Fun Network. He is a guy who thinks a lot about video games and plays them, I think, with the same sort of mindfulness that I do, but is very into Pokemon and the style of gameplay, the collecting little cute things that that represents. And I don't remember if I started this by saying riff and, or if I need to say and riff at this point, but I don't, I don't have that. Like there's that, like Pokemon, thinking about Pokemon stresses me out because I don't want to be 500 guys. I want to be one guy Hmm. in an RPG. (laughs) And, I don't want to be Elf Star anymore. And Neo, ah <laughs> oh, man, that was that was so good. This is the chick tracked about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yo, um, yeah, I, I don't think that I ever really gave Neopets a chance. And all John Lennon was saying in between beating Yoko Ono was give Neopets a chance. Mm-hmm. How many gold Ferraris do I have to ship to the office to get my username changed? Is a name change policy that doesn't tear the database to shreds possible? Not, you know, not not possible enough that I want to change my mind. Lul. Uh, splash fart says, can we, man? <laughs> can we get something where we can search for members' usernames on the clan roster? Uh, ours is 21 pages long and it makes it hard to find Quijibibi jumping douche loads for 20 before he has his third attempt of killing Hodgman before half the other bosses are dead uh, which for the purposes of this question is against some clan policy or another uh, also dead Ned's question makes me want a Hurricane Helms familiar I don't know wh- who I don't know what dead Ned's question is who dead Ned is what Hurricane Helms is or what a familiar is I'm sorry I drank myself stupid over the course of this single podcast. Um, yeah, that roster. What you need is a clan with like three people in it, and that way all of the interface elements uh, for clan management will be like super great. Yeah, we are optimized for threesomes. Also clans. Uh, looking at some other questions. Sorry. Scrolling through some stuff. I'm really bad at this all of a sudden. On so, Turing says, on the November 15th show, you mentioned that you'd like to make advanced meat smithing a bit more relevant. And this idea of a quest reward that was a meat smithing component that you could smith into several items if you had one of the advanced meat smithing skills, you could smith it into even better items. And all of them could be quest items, so you could only have one at a time. Let the player decide which reward they want, depending on having obtained the rest of the meat smithing ingredients along the way. Yeah, I was thinking about that today, how if I had been a better game designer, I would have been going through these revamps 
in such a way that you got some stuff that the crafting skills would have made potentially into into relevant useful items in the middle of a run. Uh, but that I'm not uh, a better game designer than I am. I mean, definitionally, nobody is better at anything than they are, right? Hmm. This isn't like an insecurity thing. It's just a semantic thing. You're the best web designer you can bear to be. Yeah, I'm the best web designer I am. Hmm. I'm not... I'm not the game designer that people deserve. I'm the game designer that they have. I don't know what that quote is or where it's from. Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight? He's not the hero we deserve. Or he's not the hero we need. Or the deserve or the hero we need. He's the hero we... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think that... I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. That's a sentiment we can all get behind. Right. And that's fairly straightforward. That one, though, like a quote that you could just as easily get wrong as right, if you're you, apparently. He's also... It's also one that applies strictly to Batman. What? He's the hero I mean, like, Gotham... It's, he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. Because at that point in the thing, what Gotham needed was uh, Harvey Dent to be the kind of white knight, the shining example, as opposed to the dark knight. So you're saying it's strictly Batman, like that Boz Lerman movie. Strictly Batman. <laughs> yep. That wasn't as good as Batman Rouge, but uh, it was pretty good. Uh-huh. And Romeo and Batman. <laughs> Romeo and Batman. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right there with you, buddy. Elfin says, what do you get if you give a witch witch moon dust? A werewitch! Ha <laughs> 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 Word rolls a lot recently. Good luck on the official release. Oh, man. That thing is getting so fucking close to done. It's, it's, it's so close we can't even see it anymore. Uh, the Amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, custom avatar forms are a thing and people seem to love those. Please explain why custom tattoo forms aren't a thing. Because fuck tattoos! I hate drawing them. And we go over and over why and whether it makes any sense or is stupid or not, but whatever. Fuck tattoos. Okay, so <laughs> what I want you to do, draw four skulls, and each in a like two inch by two inch kind of size, and then give them to me and I will pick one of them and get a tattoo of it. That way you don't have to worry about just drawing one and getting it perfect. It can be, uh, you know, you can spread that anxiety across four different drawings. Okay. I, I just love you and I want your art on my body. Because yeah. I can't... My, that's, the, the, that's what you're referring to. I want you it's inside me, okay? I, uh, uh... Eventually, eventually I get excited enough that some art or comes out of me and you just want it on your body yeah doglord420 says what do you usually have for lunch Jick? I don't know if this is a serious literal question or not but I'm gonna answer it like, yeah. like it is no I think that is a straight up request for information okay, so here is here is what I had for lunch today and this is this is fairly typical of uh, what I get so because because like work is the one thing that I do pretty consistently like eating lunch at lunchtime at the office is the one thing where I like shop for groceries and I keep a supply of food on hand in a refrigerator and I eat pretty much the same thing 
I eat more or less the same thing every day. It slowly evolves over time. But today what I had was a, a salad made of some spring mix, uh, some grape tomatoes, uh, some sliced mushrooms, pre, pre-sliced, pre-washed mushrooms. And uh, today, for the first time, this is, this, is how I'm, this is how I'm evolving it. This is how I'm changing it up. I also bought a, uh, a, a broccoli crown, mm. and I sliced some uh, broccoli florets into my salad. And I put some... Uh, Oh, I, like it's a, like a red wine and vinegar dressing, which I'll sort of get one of those or like a vinaigrette, a balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Um, and then I ate a red bell pepper, which I sliced into little shards and dipped in spinach and artichoke hummus. Oh, that is that is what I had for lunch today. Uh, I will often also have like some. Uh, rye triscuits triscuits as opposed to other crackers because uh, if you look at the ingredients list on triscuits they are just like it's like just wheat just three skits pretty much it's not like there's not a bunch of shit that you don't know what it is like triscuits seem like they're food even though they are also like mass produced snack crackers sure um, the, the basic ones the flavored ones start getting all sorts of like just chemical flavoring powder and stuff on them, but the rye ones are they're just made out of rye like the grain because it tastes uh-huh. like a thing without them having to put a bunch of like synth- synthetic chemicals on it uh, and you know some cheese sometimes a lot of the time instead of that uh, pepper and hummus I will uh, I will uh, have an apple which I slice up and put peanut butter on uh, the, the natural peanut butter you look at the ingredients on the peanut butters and you pick the one that is just peanuts although I think mine is peanuts and maybe salt do they put uh-huh. salt in peanut butter I think they do uh, but you don't want you don't want the sugar you don't want shit you know you, you just read your I, Michael I, Pollan you I listen to Michael Pollan you read the ingredients list and if there's shit that your grandma wouldn't recognize it as food you don't eat it I do want the sugar though in the peanut butter really yeah I mean, I guess I never eat peanut butter in any other context than a little bit of it on a slice of an apple. And the apple is so much sweeter than the stuff that I normally eat that mm. it's, I mean, except on the weekends when, so that, so that's what I, that is my typical lunch during the week. And then on the weekends I will have like fucking Arby's or Taco Bell or something, right? right. Like it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm earning, I'm earning those curly fries by, uh, Kind of the point where I am almost entirely vegetarian for lunch. <laughs> I'm a lunch vegetarian. Well, but I mean, it's like I used to when I when I made lunch for myself when I was younger. It was almost always just like a turkey sandwich or something. But now I'm even like getting to the point. Yeah, we're losing you. About. It's just, like it's just what I want to eat. It's not. It's not like I'm making an effort to like eat healthier. It's just I decided about a year ago that man, I could really use some fucking salad. That would really like a salad would really hit the spot right now. And so I just started eating mostly salad for lunch. Hmm. And now it's just it's good. It's like when I'm hungry, I'm hungry for salad. That's uh, admirable. Yeah, yeah. I usually end up with a. Uh, I know they didn't ask me this question 
specifically. But I end up with like a sandwich involving some kind of meat, some kind of cheese, and uh, some pickles, and an apple. The, yeah, uh, sometimes there's some uh, olives in with lunch, or yeah. some there's pickled pickled garlic from the olive bar at Safeway. I've discovered that uh, I've discovered the thin sliced cheese, which is gives the like my sandwich has cheese on it without being a huge watch of cheese on the sandwich, so that's good. My uh, a lot of the reason that the sandwiches that I made were not very good is because I have a tendency when I think about what goes on a sandwich to put about three times as much cheese on it as should go on a sandwich. Uh huh. What kind of meat and cheese do you uh, put on a sandwich when you make a sandwich? For a while, it was just um, like a hard salami and some cheddar. I'll do a roast beef, maybe a pastrami. I can't do turkey anymore because turkey smells like it's bad like an hour after you open it. Huh. So I, I never end up getting to the bottom of it. But yeah. Some kind of beef-based uh, meat. A sandwich for me is almost always smoked turkey and provolone and mustard. Uh, and sometimes like one slice of uh, of a like a thin slice hard salami just to give it some sort of oiliness. I feel like good. I'm a, a guy who I need my sandwich to have something in it that goes crunch. So yeah, what do you, like, what do you in the absence like a, of like pickles are the first priority. If I don't yeah. have those, then lettuce. Uh, I will go all the way down to like potato chips or tortilla chips if I have to, but something in there needs to crunch. Huh, that's a different kind of crunch. I would not have thought of that as. I like uh, I like uh, cucumbers on a sandwich. Hmm. Although I tried once eating a cucumber sandwich because like I I had a cucumber and some bread, and I thought, well, I've heard that in England they sometimes eat cucumber sandwiches, and I ate it and I was like, huh, that was pretty much like eating nothing in terms of how fun it was and how full I feel so I don't think I'm going to do that again yeah that doesn't sound like a a thing sounds like a a bread sandwich by the way uh, we're just about out of time nice well now that Dog Lord 420 knows what we eat for lunch do you suppose he was asking because he's high right now and he, he was looking for ideas. He had the uh, the munchies and didn't know what to munch. Trying not to eat any of these dogs that are in my charge. Oh. Got plenty of dog biscuits, bro, but not going to go there. Anyway, uh, good night, uh, Dog Lord 420, and good night noises everywhere. Bye.